Hey, this is new. Uh, you can see me. Uh, so I know last week, last episode of the podcast, rather, uh, me and Matt were video. You could see us, and we're going to continue that. That's what all this behind me and everything. You, you're still going to be able to, the podcast is still going to be video from for now on, I think. I mean, I'm enjoying it a lot that way. It adds a, it adds a new layer to everything. But the pre-records that me and Jake did, like in January, for while he's gone... Those are still just going to be audio only. Those have to stay that way because they were already shot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, other than that, it's new month, which means me and Jake, Jake already pre-recorded. He's got a new podcast episode for you. Uh, this month, I think, is our top 10 favorite songs, which is a sequel to our top 10 favorite bands, which we did a few weeks back. Uh, and if you're interested in hearing the songs me and Jake talk about today, you can go check it out. I made a playlist. It's below if you have Spotify. Uh, other than that, Jake's doing well. He has moved to the next section of his training for, uh, for basic for the military. And in a few more months, he'll be back and we'll be able to talk about all the cool stuff he's done since then. Other than that, yeah, this was a really good podcast. I'm really excited. I hope you guys enjoy it. Take care. One more thing. Yes, this episode is late. You will get, uh, everything's going to get back on track, but this one's coming out a little bit late. Sorry about that. I had some stuff come up. Everything should be on track from here on out. Also, I forgot to mention, uh, with Jake moving to his next phase of training, he's gotten his phone back, which means I can talk to him again. We don't have to communicate with weeks delay through letters. Uh, and we we're talking about maybe him calling in. So there might be a mini episode or something like that someday when he can uh, settle out some time and we can check in and see how he's doing. That would actually be really cool to do. Uh, that's it. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy Jake and Johnny's top 10 favorite songs. show and that's how i won an academy award i would be very careful about what stupid jokes you make on the show because you know i will just leave them in i didn't want to say ugly i wanted to say something else but i couldn't think of anything i will just leave that shit in i hope you're well aware (laughs) just fade in on the part where i say ugly so you don't know that's exact future me do that i'm calling an imaginary woman ugly but i still feel bad about it and i think i think that should really reflect on my character does it <laughs> All right, we are we are probably by the time this comes out in the in the end game mm-hmm. in the end game of the of these pre recorded probably like August probably I don't know that's a problem for me in what is it, the future October? I don't know I might post this tomorrow <laughs> like <laughs> like you idiot it's March <laughs> yeah so um 
but we're going back to the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took a little bit of break from those. We were doing, I don't know what order I'm going to post all of these in, but we're going to, we put, um, we were doing some general discussions and they were good. They were all right. Uh, but I do kind of like the top 10 format that we've we do. been doing. So we decided we kind of do a sequel. I'm going to mute my phone now. Um, we decided we would do uh, a top 10, kind of a sequel to our top 10 favorite bands. We did our top 10 favorite songs today. Mm-hmm. And you had a much harder time coming up with this list than I did. I told him he made me pick between my children. And it's like, I still am not completely satisfied with my list, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I I'm at least... It, by this list, you're gonna understand like my music taste and how it's all over the board. But like, yeah, uh, I also had a couple honorable mentions, and I think what I'm gonna do, yeah. is um, I'm gonna have you send me your list, and then we'll just throw all these into a playlist, and I'll link that below. Yeah, I need a fat honorable mentions yeah. section because I have a lot that I, <laughs> yeah, that I really, I had a handful, and some of them are some of them are kind of stupid, but I like them anyway. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? Um. I know this is you're spearheading this. Okay, list. so I, I want to go ahead and say that I don't think we had any in common. I really don't. Um, it depends how uh, what Billy Joel songs are on your list. I only put one. There's only I, one. I only did one of each artist. I know that's not what you did. But I have uh, two repeated artists. I have two. Yeah. I would have if I did a top ten for like my favorite songs. It would have been like three different artists. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so <laughs> I try to limit it, but like. No no artist was repeated more than twice, and I only had it. Yeah. Two artists. One band, one artist were repeated. Had one, two songs each, and that's it. And I didn't mirror off, like, you know, I did my favorite artist list. I didn't mirror off of that as much as I just went through and I said, what songs are just literally, like, perfect to me? I did and I didn't. There's a definitely some of my favorite songs are, of course, were on my favorite bands list. Yeah, of course. Um, But there are, I would say, at least half this list close to at least was bands or artists that weren't on my other list okay um you want to go first um yeah so my number 10 was uh when i say this song title you might think i'm talking about the other version <laughs> of this but it's never say never okay. not by justin bieber okay it's by the fray okay so like i just I've been a really big fan of the Fray for a while. I think they're one of those like cheesy boy band, you know, like something like Daughtry or like Coldplay, but they're like they've got a little bit more, a little bit more grit to them than some of those bands do. I would say it, it's fun to just like listen. Like it's yeah. not necessarily like uh, I don't want to shit on anyone here, but especially because I'm not super familiar. Yeah. But uh, five SOS, yeah, something like One Direction. Like it's not that kind of boy band. It's like a rock boy band. And we're not shitting on boy fans. Yeah, I for one, <laughs> I'd be in I a actually boy band. really like a lot of uh, Five Seconds of Summer songs. I like uh, Backstreet, exactly, like and that. Backstreet, <laughs> like In Sync. It's just you have to be a little self-aware when you're a grown man listening <laughs> yeah. to these songs. Exactly. <laughs> Like we're self-aware. It's like it's kind of fun. It's like, funny. We're just not the target audience. I think that's. I think that's what we're. We're not. Like, why but it's <laughs> the, we still enjoy the music. We it's, were never the target audience for One Direction, at least. But <laughs> no. But it's okay. Right. Um, but the song. But never say never. Even though I like um like over my head cable car and um. 
God, I'm trying to think of the other song, like really famous. Oh, something like You Found Me. Oh. Mm. Is that taking mm. me? <laughs> yeah, now that I said that, I'm. This is, list was hard for you. Like, I, it was I very know. It hard was very, you. like, my list it's took, killing me. <laughs> it took me about 20 minutes to come up with mine. I was just like, yeah. and not to think that I didn't put effort into it. I did, but I just, I knew it's like, these are the songs that, like, I've list, either have a strongest emotional connection to or, like, I just enjoy the most. You know what? I'm going gonna, gonna to replace Never Say Never with You Found Me. Okay. Because Never Say Never is more repetitive to me. Now that I'm thinking about it, and you found me just has like a like a really driving tone mm-hmm. to it. I just I don't know. I would I would say tie, but I really do. Now that I think about it, I like you found me better. <laughs> and that's the podcast. We've changed our opinions. Hopefully, I won't do that again because I think most of these are pretty set. But I don't know. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. We could decide at any point. It's like you know what? Retcon this bitch. Yeah, we're exactly. about to crisis time. He was alive the whole time. All right. Should we go? Okay, so your number 10? My number 10. My number 10 was a Billy Joel song. Hmm. What I would consider my definitely my second favorite Billy Joel song, and we'll talk about my first in a bit. Okay. Um, You're Only Human. And as I know you just got done watching The Boys. Yes. And I, I so appreciated that he was, like, it was used multiple times, yeah. and I was like, "Dude, he now knows granted, how to make himself feel better." Uh, "You're Only Human" is a song I'll listen to like pretty much any time I'm beating myself up. Yeah, because it's just that kind of, uh, it's that kind of song where it's like, I, even though I I may be down and a little self-loathing a little bit, yeah, I can still uh, it can help turn a mood around or at least like, um, the idea of like <laughs> just having someone say to you, "Listen, you're only human." Yeah. You're going to have to deal with heartache. Um, what's the other line? You're uh, going to have your fair share of mistakes. Yeah. Like, those are the kind of uh, lyrics that I, I can listen to and be like, you know what? You're right. Thank you, Billy Joel. Yeah. See, he had some really good happy songs. But <sighs> my, because I, like I said, I only put one. Mm-hmm. Mine was a kind of a sad song. Yeah. Actually, there's going to be sadness a, and euphoria. We're going to talk about Billy Joel several times during this. Uh, and not to mention the music video. Uh, I'll probably talk about a handful of music videos here today. I actually did consider music videos. Um, I did too. When when doing my songs, um, you're only humans. Music video of the guy like on the edge of the bridge and Billy Joel's this there. Yeah. Like as dark as that is, I kind of find it a little bit funny. Yeah. He's walking like, with the with the harmonica. Like, yeah. I'm here, I'm here to save your life. Kid. That, that, just... <laughs> that like Raphael style trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> that was real popular. He looked. He had like the the hat. He looked like a. Like he's just doing almost perfect from a movie. Like no, yeah. <laughs> he's just doing that little dance <laughs> while on the side of this bridge. Billy, be careful! You're gonna fall. <laughs> it's just um, it's a very mood turnaround song. Yeah, I, I and um, you'll notice a, a pattern in my list of songs that like uh will will strike a certain emotional chord or have mm-hmm. like some significance to me as a person yeah and we'll, we'll definitely even get to that even with my number nine but before that let's yeah. jump over to your number nine number nine i my number nine was a goo goo doll song okay and you know me i like like i like the one hit wonders i like the things that mm-hmm. like you know i don't like those obscure songs I, a lot of songs i like are like greatest hits of all time so i like iris okay you know that song no i don't 
it's it's apparently about like a stalker and okay. i did not consider the theme i just like the song itself wait i think you did show me this it's, did you if i played it for you it's like and i don't want the world to see me you know yeah i think you have shown me this it's a good song but the theme is you know but it's a it's a really sweet song it's got like really good guitar parts um mm-hmm. all the you know all the verses are great all the bridges are great but it's just like one of those cheesy songs that you can just like belt through in the car yeah. you know it's it's a uh, plus it, a lot of this is nostalgia all the all the like the more classic stuff i think is stuff that i liked when i was older but some of these more cheesy songs, like the fray, you know, John Mayer, whatever, whatever it may be, are because I heard them when I was younger, and it just always stuck with me. I think that stays consistent with um the band's podcast we do, where it's like I had a few entries on my list. And I'm like, listen, I just listened to this a lot through middle school or high school. Yeah, and um they have like an emotional connection to me. They tie, uh, I tie something to them. Yeah, and I think that can uh, the that will. That will make your enjoyment of something so much more is when you have that nostalgic feel to it. Yeah. And I don't know what else I'm realizing out of this. What? The fact that it, it, the, if I throw a playlist together for these, um, we are going to be – it's going to be the most all over the board. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, wow, our music tastes are going to – Yeah. All right. Number – your number nine? We are blazing through. My number nine. My number nine – um, I think it was the second song I ever learned on guitar. It's a, it's a song I personally, um, my personal connection to it is just like, it's much like You're Only Human, and not all of these are like my dealing with depression songs, but it is a song that I think uh, is a hope song for me, yeah. and it's Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. All right. That's the I love your all right, by the way. Yeah. Listening back to the other podcasts we've done, like editing them and stuff, and I just hear anytime I say anything, you're just like, All right. <laughs> the, um just invested. But Tom Pay's just like the lyrics himself, you listen to that and one, like uh you know where the, probably the first time I ever heard this song was? I was about to say, is it back at the barnyard? Yeah, when I when that movie came out, it was probably like yeah, probably one of the first times I heard that because that movie came out like uh, sometime early two thousand. I cannot remember because they made a TV show with it, and <laughs> it was just maybe it came out in like two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, so definitely back then. But it it's a song I I really like. Just like um, these ideas of like you can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. 2006. 2006, you nailed it. You were close. Um, it's it's a song that can just keep me going, keep me driving. Like, yeah. Um, anytime you, much like you're only human. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime I get down, these are the, these two songs in particular. Yeah. Will um, and we'll we'll get into different kind of emotions with that songs get for me, but specifically, you're only human, and I won't back down. Or Two of the songs I listen to to just like keep hopes up. Yeah. Even if I'm like, even if I don't feel like it that day or it's just like I had a bad day, I can listen to these two and it can always keep my drive going for what I want to do in life and what I want to accomplish. Yeah. And I I will keep pushing. And these two songs 
just keep remind me of that fact. Yeah. So you're and only wait, let me ask you, um, do you prefer the Tom Petty version or the Johnny Cash version? Tom Petty's. Okay. Because the Johnny Cash version is more like the one that you hear in Back at the Barnyard, but they... no, that was uh, listen. I made a joke. It's a joke about like that 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 movie is weird and nonsensical, <laughs> but like there's this really it is a really good yeah. version in that movie. I was about to say like that scene specifically like really still hits. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's fighting coyotes. He's fucking decking coyotes with a guitar. Yes, like he's singing it, and they just like. The thunder and everything, like, it's just, I don't know who they got to storyboard that scene, but it was amazing. <laughs> I don't know why, but that stupid movie gives you the most, the best vis- visual representation of of that song yeah. <laughs> that I've ever seen. I've, <laughs> I don't love, that's why I love the old movies like that. They just And if you're interested in playing that. that on guitar, it's not a difficult song to learn. Mm-hmm. It's only a handful of chords, and it's um fairly slow. But um, yeah, fairly consistent too. One of my uh, one of my honorable mentions was another song that I uh, I think was the actually the first song that I learned on guitar, which was uh, Blitzkrieg Bop. Wait, so, did you have Rocksmith? Yeah, I did when I was yeah. Wait, so you know uh, you know Say It Ain't So by Weezer? I don't know that one. That one's on my honorable mentions. That's one of the that game is really good if you're trying to learn. But like when I was actually like trying to learn these things, like beyond just that game and stuff it was like yeah. those were the two i was like i want to fully know how to play these yeah all right let's get to your number nine or eight nine eight nine eight eight, eight. eight. okay so my number eight it it changed spots on my list because i wasn't sure how to feel about it <clears throat> my number eight did um, that too yeah i don't know i don't know why it's just kind of like eight's a good number for if you would like a song more than like your bottom yeah. two but it doesn't really compare to some of the ones you feel yeah so my number eight is Dreams. Okay. Um, which is a really good song to end up at the bottom of my list, but it's it's not necessarily that I like love this song. I listen to it all the time. I had a very specific thing I did with this song. So like I was sort of doing a cognitive test while also like following in, in by... my regrets. Oh, sorry, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Okay. So like I was I was kind of training myself to go to sleep better by I would make like a routine. Every night I would go to bed. And right before I'd get into bed, I'd turn on that song and only play the one song, not listen to any of the music. Just turn on that one song, mm-hmm. turn it off, and then go to sleep. So it was partly because I wanted to like kind of get used to like you, you know training myself to go to sleep, but it was also because that song. It's not like from my point of view, but I feel like it's sort of like I, I can see people that I've hurt and I can see like my regrets sort of like played out in that song. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I needed to learn a lesson from, from the things that I thought I did wrong. It's so a song I, that can I listened connect to that for, like, past. Like a solid few months. I don't do it anymore, but it's just like, I just needed to, I needed to sort of reflect on that. And that was the way I, I did it. I don't know. So it's just like, it's a song that means a lot to me. And obviously it became famous because that guy on the skateboard was drinking cranberry juice and listening <laughs> to it but that was at, which when it became famous was actually the point in time that i was doing that wait i'm uh, i'm from i'm familiar with this what's what happened so this guy got <laughs> this guy got famous he was either on roller skates or a skateboard okay riding down the street drinking cranberry juice listening to this song in like a tiktok or something and it got super famous okay like everyone was like parodying it it was a very short like a short span of time but for some reason, it got really big. Even Stevie Nicks like acknowledged it. 
but it was, it, it was like, and that was when I was doing it. So I was like, dang, these people don't even realize how deep, <laughs> how deep this goes. Like man. they don't, they don't understand the pain, but no, it was, it's just, it means a lot to me in that way. My number eight, if you're not, mm-hmm. the, um, was also a song that kind of jumped around on my list. Cause I'm like, listen, it's it, the reason I like it is stupid. Yeah. But it's also the most like I won't say the most eighties like rock song because my number three might be that. Yeah. But this song, um if you're familiar with Transformers the movie, yeah. uh first off, Wop Weep, Granny Weep, Ninny Bong <laughs> for anyone who's actually seen that movie. Uh but <laughs> my song so you, someone's like who what the fuck did he just, <laughs> say? <laughs> fuck did he just say let's watch the movie you'll get it um the the song is stan bush's the touch it's like it opens up with that you've got the touch you've got the power yeah and it, it it is like one of those like ridiculously over the top '80s songs. Say so, so far you have some pretty inspirational songs on your list. Where yeah, for real. <laughs> and this song, <laughs> I guess you're right because even in this song, it's like when all hell's breaking loose, you'll be right in the eye of the storm. Yeah, it's the <clears throat> the <laughs> this song is just like. If you've seen the music video for it, where it's got intercuts from that movie, and then all of a sudden it's like his guitar during the solo just starts like leaking electricity, and then he finally strikes down and it just shoots a laser. (laughs) Just like it doesn't happen at any point, it's only for like a second. (laughs) He just, it's like, oh, pew! It's not even like a consistent beam, it's just like a Star Wars blast. It's just one it's like of, a tiny little. Yes, it is. <laughs> Snickers bar sized laser just hitting you in the face in the middle of the in song. The song. <laughs> it's a, it's a kind of a good workout track too. I can, yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> you're like you're you're right. I've been doing a lot of these inspirational yeah. songs because, but this is a song that's just like you, it allows you to like just relish in what it is, where it's yeah. like. You're allowed to just like the style yeah. oozing that the, those bright neon colors and all the that's like the Transformers, which is where I know this song. I knew this from originally from. Yeah, it's just like the most '80s thing possible, and it I find it. Yeah, <laughs> he hits those high notes that like are on par with the theme song to One Punch Man. Yeah, where it's just unreasonably. He like, I'm not even going to attempt to do it because it would yeah, shred can't. ears. <laughs> it's, just, it's a fun song. <laughs> it's a fun song. Go listen to it. Right. So now we're at number seven. You're number seven. This is a song that I actually haven't heard in a while. Like, I listened to it this morning because, like, obviously I had it on my list. But when I saw it, I was like, dude, why does Spotify, like, because they, like, will not play a song for, like, months. Mm-hmm. And they'll play the same few songs like within a few hours of each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Spotify shuffle function is like completely broken, and that's why I haven't heard this song in a while. But it was the, uh, you're you're right though. Shuffle, yeah, exactly. shuffles. We I don't know if it's based on even if I. So I I have a thing with Spotify. Mm-hmm. I think was what we're blitzing through these, so we can tangent for a second. Yeah, I have a thing with Spotify where I, um, I just create a ton of playlists. I have like 70 playlists on Spotify and there's all different bands or different 
uh genres or whatever yeah and i just i title every song every um playlist with the word jams after it <laughs> okay because everything is my jam you know yeah so i've got like um oh i've got like my mega playlist of all my jams which is like every song that i'm really into yeah. i've got of course like my def leopard jams my skillet jams my queen jams yeah or if we're getting into we got like my rockin jams yeah. uh video game jams from soundtracks and stuff and anytime i click on a playlist that has more than like 20 songs in it it seems to only ever play like three like yeah. initially and then it will go play a radio based off one of the songs i don't know what I don't know if it's based off an algorithm or whatever, but yeah. like it seems like the easiest way to do this Spotify would just be like I'm pressing shuffle, just rant, like assign a number value to these songs in the playlist and then roll a dice. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't understand why I don't understand what like what it does, but it's just like it's obviously not And sometimes I think it's like within a certain time period I've saved the songs cuz it'll play songs that I've saved fairly recently. But if I scroll further down the list, it'll start playing older songs. Because mm-hmm. I've got like, you know, hundreds of songs. If so I maybe to, it's like getting overloaded or something. I don't. If I had to guess, it's probably along the same lines of what YouTube does, where they're just trying to keep you on their platform for the longest amount of time. So there's probably some kind of algorithm based on the amount of time you spend listening to a song. That's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of thinking too. Is which I don't know. If that would favor like the songs I'm into, like Rush songs that are like between eleven and twenty minutes long. Yeah. That's what bothers me is if I, I feel like if I skip a song, it's not gonna like it's gonna stop playing it as much. Yeah. Um so like sometimes I do that on purpose. I'm like, okay, I don't wanna hear this. I've heard this song way too much recently. Let me skip it so it'll stop playing it as much. But then I won't hear it for like months. So it's like I have to be really careful what I skip and what I it's it's really it's weird. Non Spotify users, do you have this issue? Does iTunes do this or yeah. SoundCloud? I don't know what other people use. This could just be like a, an issue in general with music apps. Yeah. But I, I just feel like it needs to be <clears throat> at least acknowledged. <laughs> the um, one more thing I want to add about the touch is um I've talked about Jonathan Young being one of my favorite musicians. Uh he did a version of the touch that is metal as fuck and yeah. it's awesome. So go check that out too. Um, but what were we talking about? Your number seven. Oh, yeah. Number seven uh, is "Daughters" by John Mayer. Okay. I said I remember this when I was like when I was little, but it still really holds up, whether it be because of the guitar parts or whether it be because um, you know the the lyrics really. As someone who really values the idea of being a father, mm-hmm. I just like love. I love. Because John Mayer himself was known as a, as a womanizer. Yeah. In the music community, so I, I'm not saying that he specifically is the best person to talk about what we should be doing with our daughters, <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think the lyrics are very very sweet, and I just think it has a really good tone to the to the entire song. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you know, I really appreciate it. Decent song. It, you know, it acknowledges the fact that, like, what your parents or what you do to your kids or what your parents do to you has an impact on how you yeah. will treat others in the future. It shapes all, everything about you. Yeah. You know? It's like those childhood connections um, really, like, will transform, will will turn you into, like, the type of person you are. Yeah. And, like, to put that in a song is really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, we going to my number seven? 
My number seven is Photograph. Not not Nickelback. Not the Nickelback song. It's I wanted to get a Def Leppard song in here. Okay. And my favorite Def Leppard song is Photograph. Okay. Um, it's um, it's a kind of commentary song on like um, I think it almost holds up even better today than when it was written. Um, I think it's off of Pyromania. If you're looking for the album, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. It might have been. I think that's right. I think it is. But um, where it kind of touches on these ideas of like uh, beauty and stuff, and it's like this guy who's uh, really looking, or he's got this uh, he's got this photograph of a woman who he's kind of he's kind of fallen in love with a little bit, and it really. But that beyond all that stuff and all all that that subtext to the song, it just rocks. Yeah, like uh, when it comes to Def Leppard songs, like a lot, they they were very much a a band that was a little unique in their sound based on uh the they were a little bit different than the other like rock bands of that genre. They were a lot a lot of their songs were slower or weirder, mm-hmm. not to the like degree of Rush or something, but to the deg- like definitely a departure. I think a lot of the bands of that era that stick out the most are the ones who had a specific subset like acdc mm-hmm. um like twisted, you, sister, you, poison. twisted sister poison like those two almost like really adhere to like the hair metal uh, like sound yeah but def leopard uh their songs were a little bit slower in tempo but they were also um would have these really good chords and these really like awesome guitar so guitar riffs and solos like yeah if you hear the opening pour some sugar on me like you know what song that is and uh, in terms of like acdc too it's like well yeah you make the joke that a lot of their song a lot of their albums sound the same yeah but that that sounds like you know who it is yeah and uh it just i had to get a def leppard in here um because it's it is one of my favorite bands it was on my list and of all the def leppard songs the photograph is definitely my favorite if i had to go if I had to pick a different, uh, um, probably Promises is another good song, or Rock mm-hmm. of Ages, which which opens with like the German and Rock of Ages, <laughs> or it opens with that uh, that I think it's German line. It's uh, the glee. I'm, yes. I'm gonna try. Wait, no, uh, there's another song that opens to that too. I think it's like an early 2000s, like. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. It might be uh, System of a Down. It's like <laughs> I can't remember what it is either. I know what you're talking about, though. It's, it's like, some... <laughs> that That's it, which you just said. But not those exact words, just that, like the tempo of them saying it. All right. Um, you're number six. Go. Okay, number six uh, is a Coldplay song. Um, and I considered other Coldplay songs, like The Scientists, and even though those songs are really sweet, I I was looking for the music more than I was for the lyrics. Yeah, I did the opposite on a lot of these. I yeah. was I looked way more into lyrics than I did for music. Because for most songs, like I I love knowing what the lyrics mean, so I don't really have to like dig deep to figure out like, you know. Sometimes I like to just mm-hmm. like think like consider it, but I was I tried to think of like how the music sweeps you up because that's really the hook in a lot of these. Yeah. It starts with just the so Col- the Coldplay obviously for Clocks has that 
you know, like yeah. that that thing that I, I can't even describe it, but you know how it starts out like that. Like it really sweeps you up into like the magic of the song because I mean, it's, I think it's based off like the Salvador Dali painting mm-hmm. uh, clocks. So yeah. like, it's really not like it's, it's as, as abstract of a music and piece. And for all the art people who aren't art majors out there, uh, melting clock guy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that, the that's clock's true. hanging off the tree branch. Yeah. Like, you've seen the painting before, you've seen trust it. me. Have, have you ever seen, um, I don't know why this came to mind, uh, Looney Tunes Back in Action, the Brendan well, Fraser movie? Yeah. Where they, that was actually the best scene in that movie where they jump in the painting and, yeah. like, they start melting. <laughs> it's actually kind of hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but, but were... like, yeah, it, like it's as abstract as a music piece as that painting is of an art piece because, you know, the the lyrics are kind of, I wouldn't say nonsensical, but when you're listening to it and you're like, what the heck is he talking about? Mm-hmm. And he's just, you know, there might be a deeper meaning to the song. I I don't know. I, I, I just don't... remember him saying he he wrote it like thinking of that painting. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. go off that. But it's just like the way he writes the music is all is really, really beautiful. I would say it's my favorite Coldplay song. And I'm not going to change this one like I did the fray. I think this is it. <laughs> you're looking. I'm lo- watching your eyes and you're like looking up like, oh, maybe. This was a hard list for you because you yeah, listen a to a song. lot of music. <laughs> like more than me. And I am on Spotify yeah. pretty much any time I'm not actively doing something else. Yeah. And I what I... What Even when I'm like, doing other things, I'm listening to music while I'm doing it, or a podcast. Yeah, because nostalgia has such a big hand in like the stuff that I listen to. Because I listened to a lot of different music when I was younger. You know, yeah. my dad listened to country, my mom listened to alternative, early 2000s stuff, and my stepdad listened to rock, and it was like, it was all over the place. Yeah. So now I just like, I'm expanding and finding new stuff while also looking back to try to find old stuff. Mm-hmm. So these songs like Clocks and iris never say never you know whatever else that, that i could i could talk about like it has a lot of meaning for me and i'll show it to people and they'll say oh my god i haven't heard this song in years and yeah. i love that like i i relish in that i i the and this goes back to what we were talking about with um the way you chose songs versus the way i chose on where lyrics were much more important to me and i think that ref- i think that reflects a lot of our personality where it's like i'm much more into like the writing like uh, the, the the arc that yeah. these songs will tell or what, how, but I think with music specifically, you can, you can affect a real person, the person listening's arc in the way that their, their mood can change or the way that, uh, the emotions that your song will convey or make people feel. It's like how I, like you can make someone cry yeah, pretty easily with a two hour movie. Yeah. But to do that in a two minute song is even more impressive and it shows the power of music and like, yeah. uh, and when you, especially if you take a, you use music in your story or in your movie or something, like, of course, I always have to bring it back to movies. Yeah. The, when you take it, when you combine those two elements, it makes something beyond magical. It makes yeah. something that, like, will last forever and, like. Yeah. The, the, it's, I, it's just the, one of the great things about music. That's what I was thinking about acting wise is like, like you said, like you, you like the writing and you like the story of it all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know me, mean, I love man? like the emotions. Like, what does it all mean? Oh my God. Getting dude. all <laughs> emotion. Getting all emotional, it's filling insane, out the bro. hero's journey, man. Goat, man. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't even know what that. <laughs> like, 
I think we went off on a weird tangent here. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I think we did too. All right, where are we up to? Uh, I just did six. So, so I'm doing six. Yeah. Okay. My number six is um, it's a popular song, and it's like I, the chorus popular songs were gonna be on our list. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm also realizing? What? There was not any Queen on my list. Did you have any? Like I love Queen, but like there wasn't anything that like. Yeah, I did the same. Like I love Queen. I love like Bright Elton John, but I just didn't. I'll add Brighton Rock as an honorable mention because that is my favorite Queen song. Like I was either gonna do your song or Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting for my Elton John song, but mm. I really just couldn't fit it. Like it's it's definitely those both are my honorable mentions. But um, for Queen, God, Killer Queen. Um, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, everyone likes. Yeah. Except that one dude who's just like, I don't get it. It's just, it's nonsense. It's like, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Nothing really matters to me, yeah. you know? Idiot, shut up. Um, it's like, it does it, it does make sense. It's just like you have to, like, be willing to look at the 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 whole picture and not just, like, what yeah. each lyric specifically means at that point in um, time. But my number six is a very popular song. It's um, It's a song that I have about probably about five different cover versions on on my phone because of course i love cover versions of songs and whatnot yeah um it's through the fire and the flames <laughs> okay let's just point this out it's, it's the most it, you know i love like complex like overly complicated like rock music of course and stuff yeah and through the fire and the flames is like the most complicated and crazy sounding <laughs> like guitar solos and riffs yeah. Like there's a like a minute long guitar solo in the middle of the song. It's like seven minutes long. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's just like from the opening to the end, it's just like it, it's impressive <laughs> that like anyone is able to play this song. Yeah. <laughs> and something is like um and when I listen to of course it's another it's another like I guess you can get, it's another great workout track. Because mm-hmm. it's like, of course, we carry on through the fire and the flames. We carry on. It's like, and it tells like it's another thing I love, which is fantasy, where it's like, kind of tells these like Lord Lord of the Rings t- style like, like fantasy like uh, battle type deals. Yeah, it it portray it doesn't, but it portrays that kind of imagery in my mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just it is the amount of calories I have burned to that song in particular. Is amazing because it is it is just a a song that keeps you going and the the beat is so quick to yeah. it it's like you if you get into it especially while like running you're you're going further and faster and harder than you than you initially thought you were you yeah. know okay okay so respect fire in the flame like me I I like to listen to like ACDC and yeah. like. Uh, Justice League Unlimited theme song is good when you're working out. So is like the Captain America song from the movie. Uh huh. Like, just a lot of those like instrumental. I actually use a lot of um Blake Neely's like mm. the stuff he did for Arrow. A lot of that is really good because it's like the it's like the uh, violin and string pieces yeah. like or like you know yeah. whatever else. It, so it really works when you're just trying to push yourself or trying to run. Also, uh, two of my favorite cover musicians, both uh, Jonathan Young and Family Jewels, have done cover versions of these songs, and they're both pretty awesome. I would go check those out. I got it. I got to say, you did a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I like their music like a lot. 
Like, they're really good musicians. You're like, I don't even need a sponsorship. I just do it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, I'm going to talk about shit I like. Yeah. <laughs> but if they would sponsor you. <laughs> they're also, like, <laughs> they're also on YouTube and stuff. They ain't sponsoring shit. That's one of the reasons that I've completely uh, committed to wearing Calvin Klein's. Because I, feel, I believe if I keep doing it, if I stick with it, maybe one day I have the chance <laughs> to have a Calvin Klein sponsorship. I'm and just this saying, is when you find out that, like... Calvin Klein has like slaves in like a random in some country and <laughs> they're sent they're sewing your underwear together. I will completely disown them if that happens, but <laughs> so far they're comfortable and stylish and please sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go to your stop trying to get milk money, you greedy bastard. What's your number five? Get them socks made of silk money. I get I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Hotel California. Okay. Now, I had to make room for this song because I knew it was one of my favorites, but I just, I had so many that mm-hmm. it was hard, but I, and I knew it had to make my top five because that's the song that in elementary school, this is the song that I called my favorite song yeah. until I discovered Billy Joel in like seventh yeah. grade and uh, the Green Day. And, you well, know. Um, we should also bring up the, um, the, the debate we've had about Hotel California and the thing I've brought up to other people. Yeah. And I implore you to go and help me with the, with this experiment. But just walk up to someone you know. Yeah. And ask them, what is Hotel California about? And every single person you meet will yeah. have a different answer to that question. I really think I can decipher why, like, everyone thinks it's different is because it, like, if you break it up into, like, the simplest things that are happening to the song somebody ends up somewhere without planning on it they you know they They've get swept up and how good it feels in the moment but then when they try to escape they're they're trapped it like, is it is a story circle essentially it's like yeah. you you you've gone you've entered a, a new realm you then uh require acquire what you wanted but if it, it comes at a price and then it you then uh are thrust into your needs change or in somewhat or your character change and then you come out of it or you don't. Yeah. You know? Now here's the reason that I think it's hell. And like- so here's the thing. <laughs> me and you have different, me, you, Matt, other people I've worked with. I, I've asked everyone, what is that song about? And every single person has a different answer. You think it's about hell. Yeah. I think it's about heroin. Matt thinks it's about a brothel. It's the, all of these, uh, the, uh, someone else I've talked to thinks it's about like, um, the uh like the hollywood lifestyle and like what it portrays uh and someone else told me it's like well didn't the 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 guy who wrote the song say he was just trying to do like a weird twilight zone episode as a song yeah and i'm like oh come on so it's just (laughs) every single and if that's the case no wonder everything is different because everyone has a different reasoning for that song yeah because if it is like this kind of twilight zone-esque uh, storytelling it, it, it you could derive whatever meaning out of it yeah but I think but like specifically the lyrics that made me think that it was about hell mm. were first in the beginning where he's talking about being drunk driving down the highway and then seeing lights and then suddenly he's at a hotel okay I think what I think happened was he died in a car crash and okay. then ended up at Hotel California and he didn't realize that there was a transition and then they, he says please bring me my wine and the man says, we haven't had that spirit here since 1969. And I was like, okay, in this song, of course, was made since like 
it wasn't made recently, so it was made like what nineteen seventies, yeah, possibly nineteen eighties. Yeah. So like they, you know, they haven't had, they haven't had that, you know, wine there for years. Wine specifically is a religious. Yeah, it's used in a lot know, of biblical or because uh, it, it says like you know it's religious it's imagery. Obviously, like you know, the has the comparisons to the blood of Jesus Christ and you know. 1976 was when Hotel California was released. And different ceremonies and stuff. I just think, I just think it makes sense because you know, they're they're stabbing they're stabbing a beast. They're programmed to receive. Okay, like it th- just, this is why I think it's about heron. Let's take about the stabbing the beast, stabbing your arm. Okay. Or um, you're looking up at the mirrors on the ceiling while yeah. you're on the bed. Or um. And then, of course, it takes a turn towards the end of the song where it's like you're running for the door or whatever. It's like, okay, maybe he's ODing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's such... Oh. Well, here, here's what I think in that moment. I'll even argue for your point um, is that he he realizes he has to stop, um, but you know it's programmed to receive. It's mm-hmm. programmed to feel good and make you feel like you I'm need it. I'm looking at the lyrics now. And check out... Can be can be used not just like check out in a hotel, but check out can be used as a term for like dying or for like for ODing or passing out or whatever you want to say. But you can never leave means you will always have that that with you. You'll always have that um, the scars that you got from that that addiction. Also, the other thing that so it could be that too. Also, the one line that really cements it for me is we are all just prisoners here of our own device. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that I thought that was hell was because like. The way the way I believe in hell is you only go to hell if you've done something to deserve it. You yeah. don't go to hell just just for being generally bad or generally yeah. like sucky person. You go because you did something terrible on earth and you meant to do it. Yeah, and you had and you you gain yes, no salvation. I, I take it as the, the 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 look is like this. If 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 this is this could be like a metaphorical, uh, like a metaphorical like we are like literally we're prisons here of our own device itself. Yeah, it's so we are we are trapped within our own afflictions and our own addictions of what we of of what we uh we we've done this to ourselves and we we not deserve this but we have uh we have created our own prison cell and we are now with trapped within it. Yeah, it's like I built this room and now I'm stuck in it. Now picture it as a real hotel. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. So if you check out, you just won't have a that, room to stay in, and that's well, that would really suck. So see, you might as well not check that out. That goes back to why I think it's about heroin, because I think that line is about like uh, relapse. Yeah, it's like you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave, yeah. re- implying that you're going to come back to this. Yeah, that which which like that's a very serious thing, but like yeah, that's that's why I think the the song. It, this is it. Everyone has a different meaning of what this song is about. Because you could literally, like I said, you could stand here and argue for like basically any point. Because if you take like the simplest, the simplest things the song talks about, you could translate it to anything. So in that way, like like you said, like it re- really is like a Twilight Zone episode because people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they take like, oh, this happened in the episode, so it's probably referencing this and this and this. Yeah. If it was a you know a vague enough plot point. The the last thing I want to add about Hotel California, um. You've seen the Big Lebowski, correct? Have you? Have I, ever, have I never shown you that? No, I've never seen it. There's a scene in the movie where he's in a taxi cab and the, the Eagles are playing. Yeah. And um, is that like the bowling? Team? No, it's he's like in a. No, that's the oh, movie. Oh, the Eagles. The okay, I was about to say I know there's bowling in it. Yeah, the, there's bowling in the movie. <laughs> um, the there's a scene in the where he's taking a cab. Oh wait, you meant the Eagles, the band. Yeah. The, <laughs> no, oh, okay, who, that whoa. makes sense. Never mind. Hotel never California. Mind. I'm stupid. 
the <laughs> Eagles are playing. Uh, and he's just this is what I think about anytime anyone mentions the Eagles. Uh, because this movie has ruined me. Uh, he just he 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 tells the the cab drivers like, listen, dude, I've had a bad day and I fucking hate the Eagles. Yeah. The taxi guy li- immediately stops the car and throws him on the side of the highway. <laughs> just, oh the best scene in that movie. It's just so it's like he's just insulted this guy's band and so he gets tossed out. <laughs> I Ooh, love that. Talking scene. about the Eagles and my fucking taxi. <laughs> He literally says that. It's like, dude, I've had a bad day, and I fucking hate the Eagles. Jeez. That I that is my favorite scene in that movie. And is that the, the dude? It, yeah, it's the dude. Yeah. That's the movie. The dude who looks like, or I look like the dude. Yeah. You know? And you're wearing your robe. and you... <laughs> I see, I know, like, stuff about the movie. That's <laughs> the bad thing about it. being, like, an aficionado of pop culture. Like, You've... I know a lot of stuff about stuff that I've never seen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But that's what I think about anytime anyone mentions the Eagles because that movie has ruined me. And now yeah. I've passed that curse on to you. Thank you. All right, so now your you're, you're number five? That wasn't even one of my songs, and I was tangenting so hard. No, I mean, it's a... Because so we have had multiple conversations about that song, but it had to make it onto my list. It had to make it onto the podcast. All right, number five. I'm going to bring the room down here. Oh, <clears throat> Not really, because they're very happy songs. They're songs that I think have... um. This, these two songs and my number two, I think um, number five is a tie between two Skillet songs. Skillet was like one of my my uh, my big middle school bands, and I still they're very good for working out. They're a very yeah. good band. Uh, if you do, um, if you are a religious person, or if you're not, you can enjoy their music, even though they are a Christian rock band. They still their uh, their songs really can apply to anyone, and they don't try to force a message. They just let you. Um, it's there if you want it. If you don't want it, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good way to do this, is the way to do that kind of stuff. But these two songs don't have a lot to do with religion or anything. It ha- It's Those Nights in American Noise. Um, Those Nights is a song that I listen to anytime I'm ch- I want to remember my friends. Anytime I... The... Um, where literally there's I'm gonna pull up the lyrics real quick, but it is a song very much about like remembering your your the good times you had with with friends and stuff. That's not no wrong artist Google. Um lyrics like listen to the radio play all night, didn't want to go home to another fight through all the hard times in my night in my life, those nights kept me alive. Yeah, those are the kind of lyrics within the song, and I think it's something you can relate to. Where it's like, you, if you have, uh, no matter what your struggle is, whether it's at home or whether it's with yourself, like, uh, it's very much, um, friend, your friends can help you through that, and it's like they they kept you alive, they yeah. kept you, and as someone who has who has dealt with a, the, their fair amount of depression or stuff, like the things that kept me going was always like the people I chose to surround myself with, and the people I, like you, Jake. Yeah. that I consider my friends. Yeah. And and we'll get even more into this in a bit, but um vice versa, American Noise um is really is a song that kind of deals with like it opens with just all this racket of just like jackhammers and like radio static and just like all this 
like if you're walking down a, a, a loud city street and then it goes um it just you hear like it just stops with like a door slam like you entered your apartment or whatever yeah and then you just hear like a cassette tape and like uh the buttons on a stereo getting pressed and then it's just this re- and then you just start hearing this piano and it completely drowns out everything and it's such a good it's such a good painting it creates such a great scene in that in a few seconds of yeah. that um of that track it's off of the um those nights is off a of comatose album i think and then american noise is off of rise which is probably my favorite album by of theirs mm-hmm. um and what the rest of the song does is it really kind of just like is a song uh, american noise to is a much more about like finding your voice even though it's like being drowned out metaphorically or literally yeah and i think though the both of those songs are both really good messages and uh, they're also two songs that like can really help you if it's one of those things where you if you feel these ways it's just nice to hear have have these songs that that tell you it's like listen you're not alone in your thinking you're not alone in um wanting to be heard or you have if you have try to remember all the good things these are both good things that i think it's good to remind people of yeah um and those two songs are really great for that. So that's that's my that's my thoughts on those two. All right. Which I think I've I've probably shown you at least one of those songs. Yeah. And you said you only had you had one tie. Yeah, that's okay. my only tie. And that's is... that's the same as me. I only had one tie on mine. But yeah. It's not the next one. It's the one after this. My number three spot. Okay. Your number four though. My number four is okay. This technically isn't a tie, but it has three songs tied to it. Okay. It's it's I've told you about this before. Yeah. It's uh the killers. It's the the murder trilogy. Yes. But my specifically my favorite was Jenny was a friend of mine, because chronologically in the story it's the last, but chronologically in release order it's the first. Because it's the it's like I think it's like the first song on Hot Fuss. Anyways, so the killers released these three songs. Um, Jenny was a friend of mine. Midnight show. And then on their next album, something might be called Sawdust, mm-hmm. um, they released um, what is it? Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf. So Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf is the first part, Midnight Show is the second part, and this song, Jenny Was a Friend of Mine, was the last. It talks about, you know, uh, someone who's saying that they had no, you know, they say there ain't no motive for this crime, Jenny was a friend of mine, and Honestly, I've never been able to, to decipher whether this song was from the perspective of the guy she was cheating with or the guy that actually mm. killed her. I assume it's the guy that actually killed her because he's he's cracking. He's very, very guilty. But And when these um, songs were released, they did not... Um, it wasn't like advertised that these songs were connected. No, they People didn't tell anybody. People put this together after the fact, yeah. which is genius. Which is... It's mostly because they said either Jenny or Jennifer... <laughs> And I think the only song where they don't say Jennifer mm. is Midnight Show. Um, but Midnight Show, I think people connected because it's very... He says he says the same thing in three different songs in three different ways. He talks about how he killed her. And I'm not going to tell you how because I want you to figure yeah. it out. But he, he makes a reference to it in all three of these songs. And he it's just like it comes together so well. So when you listen to them all in order... It's like, you know, we talked about music videos earlier. Mm-hmm. These these songs didn't have music videos, but they totally should have had 
uh, and somebody people have made fan versions and stuff like that but i just i wish that killers themselves would produce a whole video or a whole even movie out of these three songs because it totally could hold up and it would deserve it so and jenny was a friend of mine song wise starts out with this awesome bass line like the dun 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 you know it's it's literally it's so it's such a satisfying song to listen to but make sure to listen to them in order because it's you what's know. the order remind people so the order is leave the bourbon on the shelf from sawdust and then midnight show which is the last song on hot fuss and then jenny was a friend of mine which is the first song on hot fuss and I might be wrong about the order on the album, but either way, you're going to find both those two songs on Hot Fuss. Sorry, I I just realized I missed, did something on my list. Um, but there is one more tie on my list. While you're doing that, I'm going to look up and make sure that I'm right about the album. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But my number four um is another is the song much like the touch that was just an 80s rock masterpiece yeah it's by europe it is rock the night <laughs> and if you know if you know me you know that very much those words alone are sum up pretty much my personality where it's like it's just rock it's yeah. ro- rock the night <laughs> and that song it's how i wake up in the morning it's my alarm tone it is just a good way to start your day and get you hype. This yeah. song is hype. And it's just like, uh, where it's like you hear, it's just like, rock now, rock the night. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's that, it's that, that style, that style of singing, much like the touch where it's like these super high notes. Yeah. It, it's much like the, the, that same era where it was, um, really you got into, hair metal and rock and uh just like the those kinds of songs where it's just like it doesn't matter what this is about we're not com- like we can tell a great message or a great story or whatever but most importantly we are here to fucking rock and we are here to party you know and that is what that song is like hands down there's not any grandiose like i'm not gonna be able to sit here and talk about it for the next 10 minutes yeah. but that song if you want to rock, listen to it. If you want to jump up on your bed, Ed, and just start like it starts swinging your hair around, it, that is what that song is. And as someone who uh, has long hair, it is the greatest headbanger. I'll give you that much. That's why I miss my long hair because I wish I could bang my head and feel like the. Well, you shouldn't have joined the military. It's that's more. <laughs> they don't like those hippie rock types in there. That was the joke I, I told. I don't know if I told it on the podcast, but it, it's something I w- I'm wanting to turn into a bit where it's like I, about you, me and you being such good friends, but slightly different where it's like you're going, you're leaving for basic soon. Yeah. Uh, it's almost over by the time this comes out, hopefully. Uh, and you <laughs> like it. I look like the type of guy that should be outside protesting whatever you're doing, <laughs> you know? Like it doesn't look like me yeah. and you should be friends. I I must say, like I am very clean cut right now, but if and I, I had look the like beard the dude and the swoopy hair, like we would be perfect in match. I know. Like, you, I you I used to have the long hair and my beard, so at that point we would have been perfect. You you know what you need to grow? What? Grow a mullet. 
I had a mullet for like five <laughs> seconds. Did you see it? No, did I? There's a there's a video there when be... I when I shaved my head the first time. Uh huh. They shaved <laughs> sides first. <laughs> so got... it just had like this. Grow a mullet, Jake. I can't now. <laughs> Maybe one day I will. Fine. Because it, it didn't look bad. Like I thought it would look terrible, but like <laughs> yeah. people people see it and they're like, "Ooh, I kind of I kind of like it." I made a joke about getting a mullet one time, and my girlfriend at the time told me, "If you ever get a mullet, I will leave you." <laughs> like, <"That> was... <laughs> I'm like, "All right, fair enough." I can. I'm allowed to grow a mustache in the military. Please but get, know... no. Get no. a village people stash. I'm not like a macho. The mustache macho man. has to be like this. It is like the like most a Hitler lame. stash? What are you doing? Like it can't leave the corners of my mouth. Okay. So it can only be this long. So I can't have a Fu Manchu, like obviously. I wouldn't have that anyways. But it's just like it looks so lame that I'm just like Get the Macho no. Man. The Macho Man or the um Randy Savage. I think those are both too long. The village people. Because it has to be like basically yeah, like pencil cut. Ah. Uh. Like, uh, what's that one actor? Oh, I can't remember his name. Okay, not pencil cut, but it has to be, like, very like very thin and can't leave my lip. Yeah. My upper lip. And I can't have anything down here, so it's just it's just going to be a mustache. Just a so mustache. So I'm not doing that. Get, <laughs> get like, a, um, like, a Mission Impossible, the one with Henry Cavill. Yeah. Get, that, get like, the super bushy. Okay, okay, that one... Like upper lip. I think it had to be more clean cut than that, but I could, if I could grow that thick of a mustache, Laurent I could Swanson. have something like that. Or the guy from Anchorman. <laughs> Ron Burgundy? Ron Burgundy. Ron, Ron, Ron Swanson has... Yeah, say it's the yeah. same mustache. I think that, I think that's too long, too, though, because his goes, like, right here. Damn it. I know, like they, like I said, the, the guidelines are just so, like, I just don't like it. I don't think I could grow a mustache like that, and it wouldn't look good, so I'm just, like, I'm just staying away from it. <laughs> wait, why do <don't> we? <laughs> We're on to mustaches now. Where did we get here? Oh, okay. Wait, no, never mind. I remember. <laughs> the Brock tonight. <laughs> it's like hello. Okay, wait. Are we at my number three? We're at your number three. This is my tie. So I knew that Justin Timberlake had to be on my list. Mm-hmm. I said, but I like. So, in my junior year of high school, I listened to Crimea River like a lot. Like a lot, a lot, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but what goes around comes around is a song that I remember. If I I think I've known for longer, and they both have like the same satisfying tone for me, because I they're both basically about the same thing. But Justin Timberlake claims that one of them was written about, you know, his friend's girl and not his girl, and the other one's written about Britney. And that girl had a mustache, and you know, and that girl had a mullet and everything yeah. like that, like. <laughs> But the thing is, I tried I tried to narrow it down by looking at their music videos, uh-huh. and I didn't have to watch them because though both those music videos are so memorable that I couldn't compare them. So one of them, what goes around comes around, has like parts where it stops and plays scenes, and it has Scar- Scarlett Johansson in it. Mm-hmm. So clearly, very high production music video. What well, Crimey River has the music video where he goes through and gets like a, a body double of Britney to like walk through okay. and he like follows her and it's kind of creepy but it's just like it's really satisfying because he leaves the tape in there and he leaves and she gets out of the shower and sees it and she's like huh and you're like yeah justin you get your revenge so i couldn't i couldn't pick <laughs> out of context this sounds really creepy okay so what he does is in the music video he shows up to her house 
throws a rock through a window. Okay. Walks into her house and brings this girl in there. Makes out with this girl on her bed because this okay. is after she found out that she that she cheated. You don't uh, have to say what okay. you did. I already know. I found out from him. So she he takes a take a, takes a tape of it, puts it in the VHS. But he puts it in the VHS after she has walked all the way through the house and got in the shower. Okay. So he does this weird thing where he kind of washes her in the shower for a second. I don't like that part specifically because I'm like, do your business and leave, Justin. You guys are broken up. You've already broken and <laughs> yeah. entered. Like, I'm like, you don't need to do that. But then he leaves the tape in there. He leaves the tape in there and leaves. And Brittany's body double, who looks just like her. You, you barely see her face, yeah. but like she's dressed just like her and like same size as her. So it's like... It feels like he's actually getting his revenge for Brittany yeah, cheating on him. Jake, I'm going to go out and let me hear it say, this song's creepy. Okay, the song itself isn't. The music video is a little creepy, but it's only creepy at the parts where he's, like, getting really close to Brittany. Only from the through her. beginning to the end. Only, only a small fraction, but it's worth it because, like, you know, af- after that part of the song, you're, like, on his side because he's like, you don't have to say what you did and you're like yeah and then that part happens and you're like okay it's getting weird getting weird and then he leaves the tape in and it's like a happy ending mm-hmm. but what goes around comes around it was like so obviously like this girl cheats on him whatever I just remember Scarlett Johansson and a car <laughs> crash and lots of crazy stuff happening I can't tell you exactly what you sound because- like me trying to remember the name of a movie it's like, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis. There's, like, a bunch of knives don't in this even, circle. Don't even bring this up. We talked about that for way too long. There, there was a moment the other night where me and Jake were trying to remember Jamie Lee Curtis' name for about 10 minutes. So I was like, Jamie Lynn Spears, Jamie, J- Jamie Lee Roth. Jamie like, Lee Curtis. Like, I was like... The, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like, did you kill them? Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> Just be trying to remember that. Wait, what was the movie? True lies. Oh yeah, true lies. True lies. <laughs> and I, we didn't even look it up. We remembered it without we, uh, we looking remembered anything it. up. I refuse to let you Google it. <laughs> See, I I like remembering stuff, but at a certain point, I get too frustrated and I have to give up. But, <laughs> anyways, what goes around comes around. Crummy River completely tied for me. All right, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> My number three. Yes. My number three. Had to do it. Had to bring Rush into this. I knew it. I was waiting for it. Okay. There are two Rush songs. I can say definitively that Cinderella Man is my favorite Rush song. Okay. But I would, it would be a crime for me to go through this podcast and not talk about 2112. So those two are in a tie right now. Cinderella Man, I think I touched on briefly in our band's podcast. Yeah. Um, The... Cinderella Man is the story of a, a Cinderella type story in which this this guy is um, kind of treated as crazy because he is because he is kind uh-huh. and because he he he's choosing to be selfless with his wealth. Um, he found an, he needed wait he needed an he what's the lyric he needed a, he find it and he it's gone but he um. Oh, geez, why is it gone? I listen to the song so much. Hold on, Cinder. I want to get this right because it, like, there's also a movie called Cinderella Man, which is what Google is trying to get me to look at, which is not what I want. Um, Have you ever seen that Rob Schneider movie? Um, What is it called? He had a need to discover a use for his newly found wealth. 
Okay. What are we talking about Rob Schneider for? I'm sorry. There's a movie where he, like, there's a there's a girl in the movie, and she turns into him, and... I don't know what movie this is. Um, But Cinderella Man is definitely... And it's got... um, It mixes a lot of a genre where it's, like, kind of... There's these moments with an acoustic guitar, and then these moments of shredding the electric, and, of course... Neil Peart's drumming, which is always insane. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, uh, I think it's the song that can very much, you can get, you get the, the vibe from it of like, oh, yeah, you, these are themes that can parallel even today where it's like, uh, what's wrong with using your power, your money, or whatever? What's wrong? Why? What's the problem with using it for good? Yeah. You're so used to it being used for evil that yeah. the, when this guy is like, uh, is is using it for uh he looked into the eyes of the hungry awakened him to what he could do um in betrayal of his love awakened the face of cold reality like rush songs sound like written poetry like with theirs with their stuff and it's one of those things where i will sit there and read them like novels and that um uh cinderella man doing what you can they can't understand what it means uh, Cinderella man, hang on to your plans. Try as they might, they cannot steal your dreams. Yeah. Um, that's the that is by far my favorite Rush song, and it is. Um, I wish I wasn't stumbling over my words so I could give it proper justice. But the song I can talk the most about is the twenty-minute rock opera known yeah. as Twenty-One Twelve. If I ever have twenty minutes to spare, like if I'm waiting or if it's I'm just need to kill time. I throw on if it's specifically in that twenty minute range, which happens more than you think. Yeah. Uh, especially when all your clocks are set ten minutes ahead by accident. Whoops. Um the the twenty one twelve is what I put on. For those unfamiliar, it is a song that is composed in about basically five different songs, but they're all one song. Um it it from from the beginning, it, it it shows this kind of this future of the year twenty one twelve, yeah, uh, two thousand one hundred and twelve. The in the the world's kind of been taken over, or in this nineteen eighty four esque new regime that's kind of controlling everything. Yeah, uh, called the temples or the we are the priest of the temple of Cyrix. Um, they they very clearly are. Um, they it is a very nineteen eighty uh a four esque future, yeah. But it it's centered around the fact that music is what is being suppressed, as opposed to like information or knowledge. Um, that the it goes further down that rabbit hole, and it can and it shows this one guy who finds a guitar. Yeah. It's very it's I think it's even called discovery in the in one of the parts. But he, he's learning, and he's so excited. It's like, look at what I... And he takes this guitar to the priest and is like, look what I have found. It is... it. Look at... Uh, our world could use this beauty. Um, and when he presents, it's like, yeah, we know. Uh, I think it's sort of like, yes, we know. It, this is nothing new. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. Enough of your ancient ways. The way we do things is fine. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, if you want to go, 
there's a great breakdown of the whole song on Rush's website um, uh, of each part. So uh, Overturn, Temple of Cyrix, Discovery, and then Presentation, where she presents it to them. Uh, the Oracle, where he, 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 he starts to see what this world is, what this world is without music. He is now... He is now he was fine before he knew what it was. He was fine without with um once once he discovered music though and the fact that it was like, wait a minute, this is this is a thing that we need. This is good. This is good for us. And then he finds out and then that is taken away. Uh it gets very it gets very depressing and it gets very it gets very dark very quickly. And it uh eventually coalesce towards the end with this kind of um in a way revolution type deal against against uh against the temple yeah and the the way they it, it's a great commentary on just like how important art is to our to our society and the fact that like yeah. artists have always been the people who are um extra or not they were they've always been the ones separated from sight or ostracized they're always been the ones who they're the ones that are going to propel society because they're the only ones who aren't allowed to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and when it finally coalesces in the end of the song where it's like you think it's like, oh, can they they're going to make things for the better. It doesn't. The song ends with um, a message going out from the literally you just it's just these blaring alarms and you start hearing attention all planets of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. And it's just that on repeat for like a solid 30 seconds. And it is taken. It's like, oh, no, they tried, but this has failed. Yeah. This is not. And they are still in control. They have yeah. crushed this this ideal of resistance. Uh, it's hands down one of the most beautiful storytelling things I've ever seen. In the fact, it's like you would think it's like 20 minutes, though. It's like, but it needed 20 minutes to tell that story that's how long it needs to needs to be able to tell all of this because it doesn't just tell it with lyrics it tells it with the music you get the 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 highs and lows of these characters emotions or the the chaotic nature or the joy or whatever they're feeling throughout or the curiosity even the fact that you can convey these complex emotions with chords and with drums and with all these different instruments uh it, it it's the it's it's why i love rush it is the culmination of everything that makes their that band what it is and of course it's it's the song that um gave them the the red star which is on pretty much all of their merch and stuff it is pretty much their logo and stuff yeah. it's it's not a pentagram we <laughs> like people think it's like no it's not it's but it is meant i think it is meant a little bit to rem resemble one yeah uh because uh it is conveying this uh, this idea of these evil people or these things that are trying to suppress you and all of that it is it is hands down one of the one of the greatest songs ever written yeah in my opinion but i think it it just is so and and it's seven parts by the way it's like it's what you were saying about that that three part trilogy, the Mer trilogy, yeah. But it's seven parts. It's twenty minutes, and it's all one song. But it is broken up into like these things. It, it could even now that I'm see, seeing that it's, 
remembering it was like it's seven parts you could attribute this kind of thing to like a story circle or a hero's journey because yeah. that's only a few shy of uh of the um of a complete arc yeah and i think that's why it stands out so much to me i'm trying to find the all right i just went on the longest tangent about that but uh we're up to your number two I'm trying to, I, I know my number two is, but I'm trying to find how long it is, because I want to be, able, uh, I don't know why, I just got really interested, because I know it's a long song, I just don't know how long. Okay, this is all the wrong one. So it's it's at least six minutes. Okay. Um, And it's Time, by Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, and as, <laughs> okay. As much as I love uh, Comfortably Numb, Welcome to the Machine, all three parts of Another Brick in the, the wall. wall, like... Time is different. It stands out for me because it scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Like, I listened to it enough times where I really started to, to hear it as, as like, an actual message, like, as as what it was. Like, it was saying that you can you can sit around and, and just get caught up in your own life for so long that you don't even realize you're being left behind. Mm-hmm. And people always, you know, whenever whenever people like me or you want to talk about all of our big dreams and all the things we want to do. We seem so set and that kind of bothers people that are older than us. They're like, slow down. You have plenty of time. You're the story you know, of my life. Like you're like, you have your whole life to do stuff. But what they don't realize is if you already know what you love, why not chase it while you're in it? Because time does not stop for anyone. I mean, every second, every minute, you could be using to to grow and learn, or you could be using to sit back and let everything pass you by. I think this is this is where Pink Floyd and Rush go hand in hand with their with their with their ideologies. It's like, listen, we we me and you, we're we're artists. Yeah. We're never and I, I've 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 spent my entire life being different and being not. I've never conformed. I've never been a part of. The, the the general consensus uh, or the the create or the people around me. I know what I want to do, and I don't care. I don't care if I'm. Uh, I don't want to be the richest, unhappiest man. I'd rather be the poorest, happiest person on the planet. Yeah, and feel like I've done something. Yeah, Pink Floyd and Rush were both fantastic with the 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 the, the ways that they they would convey like the struggle or the mindset of not even just the artist, but the human being in their nature. Yeah. Um, and I know that every podcast I go on one of these tangents where I sound like I'm high as fuck, but I'm not. <laughs> Pink Floyd is that kind of music though. So whenever you talk about their concepts, like you're basically, well, you, <laughs> you, it, it you're is. dipping into that. You're completely right. And the, it's what I think makes them stand out so much is the fact that like, You've created, you've created the the these arbitrary collection of notes and stuff that somehow uh, coalesce in the creation of tears on a, a person's face or uh, the thought being generated in their mind. Yeah. Uh, and when you can make people think this much about their future or uh, a story or their lives, I think that I think that's amazing. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And like I I like comfortably numb because it does, you know, 
is the same thing that we were talking about with like Hotel California, where it portrays this person who's very clearly uh, just in the worst possible place. And yeah, it's it's more clear cut, as in it's very obviously about drugs. Mm. Um, but it's also about how these celebrities and these performers how to cope with their addictions while trying to satisfy millions of people. And we'll, we'll, we are talking about like we know what we want to do and we know we're, we're trying to propel our futures and stuff. And we're going to be talking about that in our final yeah. podcast for for the banked podcast. Yeah. And the, the final banked podcast show still going. Yeah. But um, I uh, Pink Floyd is one of the a great man. Yeah. Great man. And time, like, the, I think the lyrics that really got me were like, uh, it's like, tired of lying in the sunshine, staying home to watch the rain, but you are young and life is long and there is time to kill today. Mm-hmm. And then one day you find 10 years have gone behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. Most people, you know, they go straight from high school to college to maybe just straight into the to the field or masters, whatever it is. But, you know, that could be your starting gun. But if it's not, then what do you do? Just sit around and wait for someone else to tell you to live your life or to, to push. And people will tell you. They'll tell you, you know, you need, to, you need to go this, you need to go do that. But sometimes those people aren't telling you what's best for you. They're telling you what was best for them or what mm-hmm. they think, you know, they... What Everyone is so different is that you. you have to you have to figure out where you need to go. You can't expect anyone else to do it for you. So waiting around and thinking you have all the time in the world is just probably never never the wisest thing to do. Follow your stupid dreams and follow them now. Even if they are stupid. <laughs> Even if your dreams are stupid, follow your stupid dreams and follow them now. That's what life is for, just to be kind to other people and to do what you want. Mm-hmm. Just to find a way... Because, yeah, you have to live in a society, but this society is, as much as it's going to push you down, if you find, if you work, you can also find ways for it to lift you up. Yeah. You know, you you can't just get so sad and so downtrodden because you think the world's against you. You have to make the world work for you. And you know what's never going to work for you? Time. Came full circle. Time (laughs) time moves whether you want it to or not. And that's what Pink Floyd was saying. You can also say that time keeps on slipping. Slipping, slipping into, into the, the future. future. <laughs> We're not even to like our number. Yeah, we haven't got to number two yet. We're still at number. Wait, oh yeah, I just said I just, said just number, number two. two. So you're my number, number two. two. Uh, it's my uh, it's my repeated artist, of course. It's Billy Joel, my favorite Billy Joel song, and the song that I attribute to you, Jake. The okay. song that I I think coalesces in our friendship, and I think. It 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 reminds me of all the good times we've had together, and it's what I want. It's I want us to continue forever being friends and hanging out. It is of course scenes, scenes from, from an, an Italian, Italian restaurant. Do it. Another <laughs> it coloresces a lot of what I love. Like it tells a story, and like you would think it's like what why why this song? It's because we listen to this so much together. Yeah, it is like you showed me the song, and it it it's one of my favorites. It's it's a song. Um, of course, we got Brenda and Eddie. Uh, <laughs> their whole story of like going through a relationship and a divorce and all yeah. this, and uh, on and as well as the story of like that. It's that story is told through these two friends sitting at a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, 
just talking the yeah. same thing we're doing now we're sitting in, we're sitting here talking to one another we're in an italian restaurant we're, in case you didn't know where we filmed we're ca- <laughs> yeah we, we see we we secret <laughs> filming location in, italian restaurant in an italian restaurant the we it's um I guess literally it's like so much of the podcast you can even base it around. It's like, yeah, it's just two people talking, catching up. You yeah. know, the whole reason I bring people here is because like, just talk. Like, I just like talking to you. Like, it's a pleasant experience. And now yeah. we we talk in uh, this song, of course, like it, it has the, the, such a beautiful arc within it of all that. And mm-hmm. it just connects with me so much because i attribute so much billy joel so much to you yeah and the fact that you are my friend there's only one thing in the song that i hope that doesn't that doesn't uh, apply those, to us the the for those who couldn't no one could see that but we just fist bumped yeah shut up people you don't have a friendship like this yeah <laughs> but no seriously there's only one thing in the song that i hope doesn't apply to us and that's it's that when they meet in the restaurant they, they haven't, haven't talked, talked in forever for, yes they haven't talked for years and i i really do genuinely hope that me and you stay connected. And here's the thing. The thing that could very easily ha- happen is like when you go off the basic, it's like, yeah, we, of course we have some plans in the future that we're going to be talking about pretty yeah. soon, but, uh, it's going to be hard to keep communication, but I'm going to do my, we are going to do our damn this. Yeah. Like, but I, you know, as I'm, I'm not that old yet. I'm we're not that old. We've just gotten into adulthood, but you know, like I, I've experienced people who just, I think you underestimate our age. <laughs> I mean, I mean honestly, like we we are very mature in the way that like we we are willing to plan and we are willing to to work for what we want. Like yeah. some people, but we're um, also are not stupid. <laughs> yeah, we also act stupid <laughs> and we love stupid stuff. But I know people who are like, did you not like hear me like go that. on about Transformers for like ten <laughs> minutes? But it's just, it's just a simple fact that like we're I sitting think... in a room with a giant Pikachu plushie and a tiny Godzilla. Pl- Wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> My desk at Godzilla. Tiny Godzilla and Big Pikachu make no sense. <laughs> I just realized that. But, but it's okay. Um, but anyways, anyway, but but it, the, it the, is the a, point it was. It is a friendship song, much like those nights. Yeah. Um, it's what I, it's, I love it. And yeah. But like, you know, we've, we both lived 20, between 20, or between 19 and 21 years. Um, Not going to say which, because I don't want to. You're closer than I am. And <laughs> the RA, well, there's a slight age gap between us, but the, the, I just, it is such a good, good song. It's a good portrayal of the future and what's, I think it's a good thing that me and you can connect on and here's to the future, dude. Yeah. And I think we have some good things coming, which we will get to talk about. Also, um, Billy Joel is just awesome. Podcast. Yeah. He's my number one. Oh, wait, I'm about to talk about my number one. Yeah, so you're number one. What is it? Ooh, okay. So this is not... Uh, this is not a, a hit single at all. This one's for all the manic depressives in the room. It's uh, yeah, okay. Summer Highland Falls. Falls. Um, and it was... I think this is on Turnstiles. Yes, this is on Turnstiles, uh, 1976. And... Like I said, it's not a hit single at all. Like, you know, you hear Piano Man or even even The Stranger or mm-hmm. Scenes or We Didn't Start the Fire. Like, all those are big, huge songs that you say to somebody and they're most likely going to have heard it. Mm-hmm. But this song is one of his, 
one of his less lesser known, even though it is his favorite Billy Joel song. And I think it's also Alec Baldwin's favorite Billy Joel song, which is something <laughs> I know randomly. All right, cool. Um, but either way, you know every Billy Joel fact. I I just I just have filled my head. Like, as much as I love pop culture, I love specific parts of pop culture because I resonate with them. Mm-hmm. And Billy Joel, actually, I think it's because he is, he's either the same Enneagram or the same MBTI type as me. And I can't remember which, but I know we're the same on one because mm-hmm. I found that out after I was a huge fan of him. And I was like, everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because he, I really do just agree with the way that he sees it. Way he sees things, mm-hmm. and this song specifically, um, he's he was kind of he wasn't really that famous yet. He'd been on the radio with Piano Man, but he he was living in Highland Falls, New York, mm-hmm. and that's why it's called Summer, comma Highland and Falls. Falls. It's not Summer Highland Falls or Summer Highland Falls. It's Summer yeah. Highland Falls. The power. Sorry, of a I don't know why that was. I don't know why that was so important to me. People get it wrong <laughs> all the time. But it's one of the most beautiful things about the song to me is it's about manic depression. Um, I do. I am not a manic depressive. I don't. <laughs> I don't even experience mania or, or really just depression. Like you know, I'm. I'm not. I would never claim to have something, and I would never self-diagnose myself like that. But I really do agree with with his observations, which is like. It can really feel like you're just switching back and forth between like this amazing happiness and this just low low like feeling of like what am i even doing Mm -hmm. um which is the sadness or euphoria thing that he goes between and hell i'll talk about this i am that you know we've talked about i or we haven't actually we might at some point but uh i do have these issues yeah i've always struggled with them and you're very much correct it does it, it is so quick in the back and forth with them of uh, of like everything's gonna work out, and what the fuck am I doing with my life? Yeah, and it can flip like a freaking coin. Yeah. Um, but conveying that into a song that not only works with with people who do experience it, but also that don't experience it, I yeah. think, because one of the hardest things about uh mental mental uh anguish or what or illness or whatever is the fact that being able to convey what you're feeling yeah to people that are, that don't feel things the same way as you that don't uh, experience things the way you do yeah and it's like and like we were talking about earlier the the music um and that's that's one thing i put a lot of value in too because it's kind of what draws you in and this song just starts with these arpeggios um and it goes through the entire song of just these these up and down arpeggios that he uses not just because they're pretty because they really are but to display that like it, it like it's a literal musical representation of what manic depression feels like to him mm-hmm. where it's just like up and down up, up down. and down up and down and it's beautiful and it can you know i guess to him it could be it can be useful to write songs but it's not the way like he would have not have chosen to to be like that but much in the same way that uh with Rush, the way that they would compose their music conveyed a certain emotion. Billy Joel did the exact same thing. Yeah, and I think I think those are the songs that I respect the most. That yeah, like a song like Pumped Up Kicks or um, what is that song called? It's by Pearl Jam. Um, whatever. There's the songs that like they'll they'll talk about like 
someone dying or someone killing yeah. people and sound really happy. And yeah, those those work because it's that juxtaposition of the two different emotions. But these songs that paint a picture of what they're talking about with music mm-hmm. are even more impressive because they they know what they're talking about. Yeah. And it just shows that they have a really accurate picture of of these emotions they're feeling. If you can display it without words, then adding that on top of it is even even heighten it more that's that's just like billy joel's an amazing piano player because mm-hmm. every song that he that he plays like the piano just just tunes along to it perfectly mm-hmm. even with scenes from an italian restaurant where it's like once it changes in the in the song where um where it changes from the like, the scene dun, dun, in the dun, restaurant dun, 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 to dun, dun, the story of brenda and eddie it's it, you immediately realize oh i'm in a different place now this is a different uh, scene yeah you know so you know that's 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 mostly why because summer highland falls like even though like i said i i have never been diagnosed with depression or manic depressive like i just feel that sometimes sometimes i can really like get into that and i think that he painted just a really really accurate picture of it mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful I agree. It's just a beautiful song sad but beautiful sadness or euphoria let's um Let's let's end with my number one on a slightly lighter note. All right, cool. And uh, as much as we've talked about like the power of music and stuff, and like the way it conveys, if um if you if you struggle with these things and any of the issues we've talked about today, and how music has helped, um, please we implore you to get help and and everything. I, I have yeah. received help in the past, and it is greatly uh, improved, whether it be a professional, a friend, or just yeah. something. And sometimes um, it's just like, don't be afraid to ask your friends for help if you know that you need it. Like, yeah. if you know that you know you've been struggling with something for a long time, then it's like try whatever you can to get yourself out of that because no one deserves to go through constant and understand that sadness. Even music can uh, it can heighten both the the good and the bad when it comes to these. There are songs I've listened to that I think can will help really send me further into depression but there's also some a lot of songs that pull me out of it yeah uh, and i think and I'd, so be careful sometimes i like to like wallow in my sadness like if i'm sad like it sometimes it feels good to just listen to a sad song and feel that because you know it's like it's sort of i'm at a point where i'm not afraid of the emotions that yeah, i feel here's the thing you have a normal brain if i did that it would be catastrophic yeah that's what i'm saying like I, i'm at a good i'm in a good place where i can do that and not yeah, like your brain throw works. myself really <laughs> All right, I'm throwing myself into a pit but of despair endlessly. I'm just my number one, playing with it, Phil Collins, "Billy, Don't Lose My Number." Okay, I thought uh, you were to say "Coming in the Air Tonight." I was like, or in or in the air tonight. I was like, nope, screw that song. I was uh, about to say, like, I didn't expect "Billy, this Don't match. Lose My Number" is um the story of a guy who's kind of on the run from the law, uh, and it's uh you the even to like the point that the the drum beat you can kind of like imagine in your mind the 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 footsteps of him running it's kind of at that same pace that you would imagine that at yeah um and as someone who like anytime i listen to a song i'm imagining the scenario i'm i am creating i am painting the scene in my head the the this song i think i has such a good uh it doesn't it's not like 
other songs on here where it paints the image for you. This song allows you to paint your own image, give you this own backstory of this character. And I, it's why I love it. Cause it was like when I was first getting really into writing and stuff, this is the song that I was like, I can craft an entire short film or scene around this one song. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Though it gives you these loose little strings of like what it's about, and but it really allows you to uh, project what you want onto it and what what led this character to this scenario. Yeah, and that's why I would say it's one of it. it I'm putting it at the top here, but like the the understand that like it's so hard to say what your favorite song is, but if someone yeah, has asked me what's really your favorite is. song, I would probably say this one. Yeah. And I'd probably say, I'd probably say summer Highland falls, but it depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> like I could very easily be like, yeah, Cinderella man's a good one today. Or I would, I would definitely say a Billy Joel song, but I just don't know if it'd be, cause like I said, I only picked one song for each artist. Uh huh. So if I would have done multiple Billy Joel songs, <laughs> like <laughs> it I did been highly populated with, <laughs> Uh oh gosh! I love that we capped this because I started with a Billy Joel at my ten, and you had a Billy Joel at your one. It came full circle, <laughs> and we've completed the arc. Which I don't know how to feel about you having a Billy Joel all the way at ten, but you know, it's I also okay. had one at two. <laughs> I know, I'm so screw you! I'm kidding. Only human. I only human didn't even make my list. It wouldn't have been my list if it was top ten. It's a good song, but I just I like going. I don't here. know. All for we, Lena we, we've gone full circle in this podcast, so um, I'm glad you included it though, because it was very. It, I had it on my mind, and uh, assuming that I remembered to tell text Jake and say, "Hey, ha- send me your song list." Uh, there's probably a list at the, <laughs> like down below. I'll make yes. a playlist or something. Please listen, because my honorable mentions are going. to Oh, be... honorable mentions! Shit. Yeah, oh, okay. Say... My honorable mentions included, uh, of course, Blitz Creep Bop, Brighton Rock. Uh, Joan Jett's Fake Friends, uh-huh. really good song. Um, a Kiss from a Rose, which is... Okay, that deserved it. Which is on the Batman, for, which was a song made for Batman Forever, but is like, that song's better than the movie. <laughs> you know, it's a good song. There used, used to, to be, be a great tower alone on the sea. You became... Honesty <laughs> by Billy Joel is one of, is almost made my top. Almost. All right. Desperado have, by the Eagles. Desperado. Shoot to Thrill, ACDC. Shoot to Thrill. <laughs> Good one. Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. I already said that. Um, either Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, I Am the Walrus, or Eleanor Rigby mm-hmm. by the Beatles would have made it on there if I had the room. Honestly, my favorite Beatles song is probably Hey Jude. Or no, Back in the USSR. That's definitely my favorite. <laughs> that's that's a really good one, but Eleanor Rigby, like, I, I think it would have been Eleanor Rigby because it has... It has that sort of like, like back in the USR is a great song to rock out to, but Eleanor Rigby is just like, it has that vibe that I love about music where they can just like play with the audio tracks and just make like this layered masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, what else you got? Uh, Psycho Killer, Talking Heads, that's a good one. Sete a toi, You Were the One. I like the song. I don't know if it would have been my favorites, but it's an honorable mention. Wham Bam Shang Lang. Uh, oh, that I've, song's awesome. I've got just a few from the Guardian soundtrack in my because I'm looking to my top songs of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Captain Jack by Billy Joel, Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. I don't think that would have ever made it on the list, but I want I if you've never heard it, 
don't just listen to it. Watch the freaking music video mm-hmm. because you will either hate me or love me for for suggesting it. <laughs> I can't tell you which. that. Say it right, Nelly Furtado. Um. Uh, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Looking glass, dirty laundry. Don Henley, somewhere only we know. Keen, you have a lot. I'm sorry, I'm just going through. I've got one more. The ones I love. It, I had to throw a theme song because I love theme songs so much. I think it's such a good. Uh, it's it sets the tone for your show, and theme songs are awesome. Yeah. So I had to throw probably one of my favorite theme songs of all time. Uh, the theme to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay, uh, speaking of favorite theme songs, I got to think of... In the not-too-distant future, next Sunday, A.D. Favorite, favorite theme song, that's really hard. If I had to pick... The Golden like, Girls theme song. The Golden Girls. <laughs> that's a good song. I would also throw up there, like, Tiny Toon Adventures and Animaniacs. Their theme songs are great. Freakazoid. No, I I might actually say the Justice League Unlimited theme song. Because, like, that... Harder to breathe, Maroon Five, Blue Eyes Crying in the in the Rain, Willie Nelson, The Chain, The Chain. chain. No, replace Dreams on my list. Go all the way back to when I said that and put The, <laughs> the chain. chain because The Chain deserves it. Not just because I I let wallow my sadness, but because it's one of the best driving songs, one of the most inspirational workout song, whatever you want to call it. It's awesome. All right, all Sands right. Bar, Billy Joel. Do you want to sing us out to Kiss from a Rose, Jake? Yes. Da, 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 da.